At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Oh, they're really good. This is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Sarah Kiefer, the vanilla bean blogger and cookbook author. Today, we're going to be making the chocolate sugar cookie recipe from my latest book, 100 Cookies. The recipe is linked to in the show notes if you need to refer to it, but otherwise, we'll be gathering ingredients, whisking, mixing, rolling, baking, all of it right here together. If you need to pause or jump back, take all the time you need and do so. I've been making chocolate sugar cookies for almost 20 years now. I started making them at a coffee shop that I baked at and that cookie, the first version of it was a flatter um, cookie that was more crisp. And my latest version of it, I've included an extra egg yolk and a little more flour. So the edges are still nice and crisp. And then the center is really tender and a little fudgy with, because of the egg yolk. This is my favorite version of it so far, and I hope you love it too. Okay, I'm gonna go through the ingredients we need for the recipe, but I just wanna pause really quick and put a plug in for weighing ingredients versus using a cup measure. A cup of flour can range anywhere from 120 grams to 150 grams, depending on the baker, and that difference can really change the outcome of your cookie. So if you do have a scale, I highly recommend getting it out and weighing all your ingredients. Um, but I'm going to run through everything in cups. The weights, though, will be listed in the recipe below. And they're also listed in my book. So two cups of all-purpose flour, a half a cup of Dutch processed cocoa powder, three-fourths teaspoon baking soda, three-fourths teaspoon kosher salt, two sticks of unsalted butter at room temperature, one and three fourths cup granulated sugar. Plus you're gonna need a little bit more at the end for rolling. One large egg and one large egg yolk and two teaspoons of vanilla extract. I also have out a small and medium mixing bowl, my stand mixer, three sheet pans lined with parchment and a cookie scoop. If you don't have a cookie scoop, you can roll the cookies, that's just fine. But I find a cookie scoop helps make all the cookies uniform in shape. Okay, so we're gonna start by preheating our oven to 350 degrees. And I like to adjust the oven rack to the middle position for these cookies. And then in a small bowl, we're gonna combine the flour, cocoa powder, baking soda, and salt. So I'm just gonna pour all the ingredients into the small bowl. And then I like to use a whisk to whisk everything together. As I drop stuff. <laughs> so I just take the whisk 
whisk all the dry ingredients together. The whisk really helps combine everything um, evenly versus like a spatula where you're just stirring it around. The whisk really gets everything combined. And if your cocoa powder is lumpy at all, you can put it in a sift first and sift it into the flour and then whisk it. Um, sometimes the cocoa powder can lump up a little bit, but otherwise just take a whisk, whisk it all together, and then set that aside. Okay, so next we're going to cream the butter and sugar together. So I'm gonna add my butter to my stand mixer, and I have my stand mixer fitted with a paddle, and I'm just gonna cream the butter for about a minute, and you can hear my mixer squeaking. <laughs> it always does that at first. Okay, and then my butter is creamy, so I'm gonna add my granulated sugar. I'm just gonna slowly pour it in, keeping it on low. And then I'm gonna wait till the butter and sugar get combined, and then I'm gonna increase the speed a little bit, and we're gonna mix it until it is light and fluffy. This takes about two to three minutes. And now that we're entering winter season and our kitchens are a little colder, this can sometimes take longer than two to three minutes. So you really want to go by how it looks versus the time spent mixing. I'm just going to let that go. It's going to take a little bit of time. And then I also want to stop and scrape down the sides. I have some butter caught on the sides here. I just want to make sure everything is evenly combined. This is a step that often gets mixed, um, just stopping the mixer, taking the time to scrape down the sides and make sure everything's combined. And often that's what can ruin a recipe, is if you don't get all the butter mixed in properly, it can make streaks in your cookies or cause the ends to like melt out all weird. So you really wanna take the time to scrape down the sides. And then I'm just gonna mix again. Coming along nice, and my butter was nice and room temperature. But I find that the bowl of my mixture is a little colder than normal, like versus in the summertime. So sometimes that can also just make this process a little slower. I'm just gonna turn it up just a tiny bit. And it's looking really good now. It's nice and light and fluffy. We're almost there. <laughs> okay, so then I'm gonna stop my mixer. My butter and sugar are really well combined. I'm gonna scrape down the sides yet again. Make sure everything's off the sides. Sometimes stuff likes to hang out in the bottom of the mixer bowl. So I just wanna make sure that there's no little chunks of butter. Make sure it's really well combined. Okay. Then next I'm gonna add my egg and yolk and vanilla gonna pour it right in and then we're going to mix again starting on low so it doesn't splash out and we're just gonna mix it on low until it's combined this will take about a minute and my mixture is turning from pale yellow to golden, that egg yolk really helps make it a beautiful color. And then I'm gonna stop once it's combined. 
And again, I'm gonna scrape down the sides and scrape stuff off my paddle. Because stuff really likes to hang out on your paddle too. On my paddle. So I'm gonna mix again. Make sure everything's really well combined. Scraping down the sides. Sound like a broken record, but this is a really important step. And I just want your cookies to be beautiful. <laughs> so I'm going to remind you again. Okay, so I had some streaks of butter still. So I'm just using my spatula to really make sure everything is incorporated and well mixed. Okay, so now I'm going to add my dry ingredients and I'm going to add it on low and just dump it all right in. Give the bowl a little pat. Okay, and sometimes the flour does like to poof out, so you can put a dish towel, kind of drape it over the top of your KitchenAid, draping down the sides, or sometimes your mixer will come with like those little plastic things you can put on. So those are two options you have so it doesn't kind of puff out at you. Or just put your hands, I always put my hands over the bowl and try not to breathe in. And this should just take a little under a minute. And I'm just once again going to take my spatula, scrape down the sides. This looks awesome. And yeah, we're ready to roll. Okay, so we're going to scoop the dough now and you want to portion the dough into one and one half ounce portions. It's about two tablespoons. Um, I have a cookie scoop that does that, so I'm gonna use that. And you just scoop out some dough, and then you're gonna drop it into your bowl of sugar. Um, I have a bowl here, but I also find a pie plate works really nice. You can throw a bunch of the dough balls in and roll them around. Um, I'm gonna do one at a time right now. So I'm just gonna scoop, drop it in my sugar, make sure it's evenly coated and then place it on my sheet pan. I'm gonna put eight on a pan. And as I'm scooping, I always make sure that the bottom is level on the scoop. Just use my finger to push off any extra dough. So that they're all nice and even and will bake evenly in the oven. Sometimes the dough, if it keeps getting stuck in the scoop, you can clean out the scoop in between. This dough is pretty dense and not crazy sticky, so it should be okay. Okay, so now I have eight on my tray. Okay, so I'm just gonna keep scooping the dough and rolling it in the sugar. We're gonna get about 20 cookies. And I always have Whenever I'm making sugar cookies, I always have a flashback to a memory, which is my mom used to always make sugar cookies around the holidays. And they were my dad's favorite dough to sneak. And for whatever reason, my mom never let him sneak the dough. It was their thing. He would like try to get them and she'd always hit him with a dish towel. So I'd always try to help him sneak the dough. But one Christmas I decided to be tricky and my mom was making pie. So I snuck some of the pie dough and told my dad, I like snuck downstairs. I'm like, dad, I got you some sugar cookie dough. And he was all excited, but it was pie dough and it didn't taste as good as the sugar cookie dough. 
And I just thought I was so clever. <laughs> but I always think about that whenever I'm making any kind of sugar cookies. Okay, so I've got one tray left to do. I'm gonna keep going and I'll meet you back here after the break. Okay, so we are ready to bake our cookies and I am going to slide my first tray into the oven. Now I like to bake one tray at a time. I find this helps make the cookies bake more consistently. Often when you do the two different racks and you have to take the trays out, switch to the racks, flip them around, you're leaving your oven door open for a long time and this will lower the temperature of the oven and will result in the cookies not baking so consistently. So I like to be safe. I just do one tray at a time. I'm gonna set the timer for 12 minutes and then we'll come back and see how they turned out. Okay, so my timer is going off. We're gonna check on the cookies. And they look beautiful, oh yay. So the sides are set and they're a little puffed and crackly, but the centers are still underdone. So I'm gonna take them out and put them on my wire rack. And as they cool, they're gonna collapse and have, still have a really tender center, but crisp sides. So we wanna let them cool for at least five to 10 minutes before we take a bite. Okay, so I'm gonna slide my second tray in the oven and set my timer again for 12 minutes. And while those are baking, I just wanna tell you about some variations on the recipe that I have in my cookbook. One is for a cardamom chocolate sugar cookie. And this calls for adding a teaspoon of ground cardamom to the sugar that you roll the cookies in. This adds a real subtle cardamom flavor. It's so delicious. Chocolate and cardamom is one of my favorite combinations. So I highly recommend those. Also for the holiday season, I have a chocolate mint sugar cookie. And this is, you add one teaspoon of mint extract along with the vanilla when you're making the cookies. The vanilla extract isn't too overpowering. I like to add these to holiday gift boxes that I give to the neighbors. A lot of people really love these cookies. And then also, if you wanna add extra chocolate, you can do that. I have a double chocolate sugar cookie where you add three ounces of semi-sweet or bittersweet chopped chocolate to the dough after you mix the flour in. This just makes them extra awesome. So there's three variations and ways to play with the recipe if you wanna do that. Okay, so this is the part that we've been waiting for, which is we get to try the cookies. They are still a little warm. I let mine sit for five minutes. And I do always recommend that you follow the recipe and let the cookie rest as long as it calls for because often the cookie is setting and if you bite into it too early, it falls apart or the flavor hasn't developed as it's supposed to. So I know sometimes that's hard and I don't always follow my own advice, but I did today. This cookie looks awesome. I wish you could see it. I know you have your own, but I just wanna like see yours and show you mine. The edges are set. The cookie is a little bit puffed in the middle, but it's mostly collapsed. And the center you can see has just like this fudgy chocolate poking through the top um, in the cracks. And it, it just looks awesome. So I'm gonna try it. You can try yours too if you want. It's still warm. And it's so good. <laughs> These cookies always remind me of Christmas. The smell of the cocoa powder just reminds me of so many good memories of baking with my mom 
and my sister and my brother just sharing cookies and being with my family. So it's always such a positive, wonderful memory, but oh, they're really good. Thank you so much for joining me today and making chocolate sugar cookies. I hope that yours turned out well and had the crisp edges and tender center, but I would love to know what you thought of these cookies, so please leave a review. And you can find the recipe in the show notes and on food52.com. Thanks for joining me, Sarah Kiefer, on Play Me a Recipe Today. 